1: Hi, and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability Educational Shorts. Sometimes you get an opportunity to do something you just can't quite pass up. And that's what happened to me this week when Rob Bogan from the Curated Culture decided he wanted to host a QA and a on sustainability and asked me to be, well, the A portion of that Q&A. Of course, there is zero chance that I can say no to that. First of all, I love the Curated Culture. Second of all, I love sustainability, so that's what we did. We created a whole town hall Q&A for sustainability. Now that whole town hall thing, that was like over an hour long. So what you're going to get here is heavily edited shorts over the next seven weeks. Yep, we created a seven part series with little clips from that town hall. I really did enjoy answering those questions for Rob. Later, you'll be able to see more on YouTube as those videos get released. So I hope you enjoy these as much as I did. Here is my sustainability Q&A town hall featuring Rob Bogan of The Curated Culture, part seven.
0: All right. So you've answered most of my questions, most of everybody's questions (laughs) about the what's in it for us. But as with most things, when you start trying to convince people that this is the way to go, it immediately turns to how much is this going to cost me? So... The next question is, as a nation, do we have the money to move towards sustainable living or at the very least to curb climate change? Okay, well,
1: I'm going to start with a small scope and then we're going to open it up real quick. The small scope is the biggest thing that you're going to pay for is your your electrical grid. And they say it's going to cost $1 to $2 trillion over a long period of time. I think it was a 10-year cycle, which I don't think we can wait 10 years that's a lot of money. If you don't think about how much money you lose every time the power goes out, if you don't account for every time we have a hurricane and how hurricanes are getting bigger and stronger and floods are happening more and more, we can lose anywhere between 200 and 500 billion dollars during a major hurricane. The investment tends to pay itself off. Now, the reality money is a man-made product it is it is how we run our systems and there is some effect to how we use it but we have a natural issue and you and people keep asking how much will it cost i have seen three different studies ranging from 500 billion dollars to 50 trillion dollars to curb climate change just to curb climate change not even become sustainable as a nation that's a big window and, there's, and it's a big window because the question doesn't make sense. We're asking how much of a man-made item do we have to use to stop something that is man-made? How much money does it take to take carbon out of the sky? I don't know. It's like asking how many jelly beans will it take to stop climate change? It doesn't make any sense. The sentence doesn't make sense because it's not a money problem. It's a culture problem. We use too much. We waste too much. We are consistently, the way we live caused this you can't buy yourself out of it you can't say wait a minute I'm gonna buy I'm gonna spend 500 million dollars to build a big thing that goes into space and blocks the sun won't matter industry will still run down here one way or another and when that industry still runs because we want to live the way we live and we don't change a single thing the result is the same when I try and diet I change something temporarily, I get a little bit of a result, and then I go back to the way it was. And guess what? It's super shocking, but I get the same result. That is the problem. Our country and our world doesn't want to go on the diet. People who go on diets and succeed is because they change the culture in which they eat, how they do things. They move more, they eat a little less, or they eat better things. I don't buy a pill and get skinnier That is snake oil, and it never works. And if it does, it is not, quote unquote, sustainable. You stop taking the pill, it all comes back. So when, when, when this question is asked to me, it's almost like being asked something in a foreign language you don't understand. Because I, you zero because money isn't relevant to the question we have to change how industry works. We have to change how we get materials, how we recycle and how we build and use the things that we do. We have to change how energy is distributed throughout our whole country and even this planet. We have to change how much damage we do to our oceans and how much carbon we release when we have a factory running. We have to change the way we do things because the way we do things is what brought it to us. And it's embarrassing when someone just says, okay, well, how much does it cost to stop it? That isn't even an option. You can't buy your way out of climate change. You, you broke the toy. We don't have any new toys. We didn't invest in going to find new toys. This is our only place. We have to change to make it better. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're not willing to work towards the common goal, the common good for everyone. Your money doesn't help, doesn't help here. It doesn't matter when Elon Musk wants a new carbon capture technology and he's willing to put a million dollars on the line for it. Won't matter. If we capture carbon at a high rate with his new whatever it happens to we, which by the way, I sent him an email of a tree. I win. It is the best way to carbon capture on this planet. We just need more of them and have less carbon. But even if he does that, if you don't change the habit, we'll just release more carbon over here because we've got this capture thing over here and create a new problem. We have to look at the problem in a sustainable way. we I swear to you, we can all have a good life. We can all live a high-tech, happy,
0: carefree, free life and still live sustainably. So we've covered a ton of ground in, in such a small amount of time. And there's there's a lot more that we didn't even really touch on. There's so many different sections and addendums to everything that we talked about. Uh, what resources would you or could you recommend to somebody who wants to actually take the next step and start living more sustainable or to learn more about being more carbon neutral and things like that? What, what sort of resources are out there for people to uh, get a hold of and learn more? It's not as easy as it sounds. It is actually challenging because the
1: stuff that's popular online is extremist. I don't mean like extremist and violence. I mean, if you look at YouTube, you're going to see the person who lives in the woods half the time and uses the composting toilet or tiny houses in the middle of nowhere, which is not mainstream. Sustainability has to become mainstream. That is what drove me me so nuts to the point where I've started doing what we're doing. It's why a book got written. I thought if I just take basic sustainability and put it in layman's terms, that will help. Then Nick strong-armed me into a podcast (laughs) because the whole concept was talk normal. Because if you go on YouTube, they're not talking normal. Then you get this, hey, wait, there's a Green Party. That's a whole politician group based on, it's not. The little pieces are, but there's not strong roots in sustainability yet i say yet there's still some there's still some opportunity you go on to ted talks type in sustainability and you're not going to get a lot so it is very challenging there's a couple of books that i read and i know i said books sometimes that makes me sound old multiple but i like to hold a book uh one of them was cradle to cradle which is taking away from that cradle to grave concept of a product it the book isn't even made of paper it's a, a plastic polymer that can be recycled back to its original form over and over and over again. This is a book that changed how I could look at things. It changed my perception. It's, you know, what is it? Do you take the red pill or the blue pill? And that book, and I don't remember which pill. You got to tell me which pill was the reality. Because <laughs> I don't remember. It's been too long and there's blue a new pill. matrix coming. Okay, the blue pill. That's important. If you read books like Cradle to Cradle or Upcycle, which is another one. It's that blue pill. It helps you see things that you never thought about before. You're starting to look at shoelaces and you're going, oh my, you know, that's been, that is cotton that has been stretched and strengthened with polymer, uh, with plastics and polymers and it's coated. And they run through this factory process and that factory process. Oh, then they got to have anglets put on the end and you got to have those put on there. It, you start seeing the processes, when you read books like that. And hopefully if you read Green in Your Life, you get some of that. I don't try to get too deep into it because it is challenging at times. But you start looking at the life cycle of a product. You don't think about how everything starts as a raw material and all the energy it takes, which I always talk about as embodied energy. Those books do a good job helping you with those in pieces all over the book. I also am a huge fan of David Ettenborough. David Attenborough, it doesn't matter what you watch with him in it. You're going to feel him. You're going to feel his love for this planet. And even if you're just watching for some of his older stuff where he was just exploring, it gives you that feeling, that connection with the planet that makes you want to learn a little more. And there's value in that. But his most recent documentary, A Life on Our Planet, that hits hard. Brilliant. That is... Brilliant. That is that. That hit much harder than I expected. Granted, I'm a soft guy, but (laughs) it did hit hard. And it really, that's how I started to reduce my meat intake in a family that will eat a half a cow in a setting. He did that. He helped me make that decision. Anything with that man in there is going to be helpful. And then you have to find that sustainable thinking that isn't always sustainability. Everybody finds their own. That is not something I can tell you. I can tell you who I go to. I firmly sit beside Neil deGrasse Tyson, Bill Nye, Carl Sagan, my heroes, Hank Green. Hank Green is another one. Hank Green is uh, one of those science-minded people who just gives me the warm fuzzies of truth. And it is them that those people surrounding yourself with that kind of knowledge that gives you that base that you need. To make these changes, because throughout all of our conversations, I talk about seeing things a little different. Now, my wife's not always happy with the way I see things. So you do have to manage it carefully, but we don't buy plastic silverware anymore, or plasticware. I have the silverware I had before we got married And when people come over, the plates I had, because mine weren't as nice as hers, I know you're shocked. And the silverware, the mismatched Goodwill stuff that I had put together, which, by the way, fully functional, Mm -hmm. is our picnic wear. Is our, you know, people come over and eat and we have a great time. Yes, we have to wash all the dishes, but I'm throwing nothing away because of that mindset. As we sit here, my drink is in here. It always is. Because that is the mindset. When I'm forced to get a bottled water in a situation, because there always will be one, I make sure we drink that bottled water. And I use as much of that bottle as possible. Maybe even refill it once or twice if if I need to. It is going to be challenging once you decide, I want to learn more. Matter of fact, you might even learn more and say, there's no one who teaches it like you do. And you may go out and teach. Realistic Sustainability, our podcast was literally because I couldn't find a podcast like the things I liked. Our partnership with Starting Sustainability, she started hers because she couldn't find any information out there. Always look at things with a skeptical eye and make sure that you're looking at real information. But you will be pioneering where that data comes from. You'll be pioneering where that stuff comes from because there is no centralized location. You can come to greetingyourlife.org. That's where you'll get the podcast. You'll see some of our social programs like the Edible Landscape Project here in Duran, Michigan. You'll find other podcasts, friends of our group. And I'm trying to slowly kind kind of create a hub of places where people can go and go learn and go learn the right things. So if you find an all-encompassing, this is the place for all sustainability, send it to me. Because I feel like this is a subject because it's been ignored for so long. It's still in its infancy. Things are still being defined. You asked me the very first question, what is sustainability? And I had to start with it's debated or there's a different answer depending on where you're at and what you're looking at. So if you are interested in sustainability, don't get frustrated. There's a lot of stuff out there. Learn it, understand it, make the changes that fit you. Do not let a YouTube channel, me, anybody else tell you how you're going to make that change. Because if you do it because I said so, it won't stick. Discover it yourself. Make that reduction. Once you start creating reductions and you find out (laughs) energy bill went down 20% or groceries went down 40% and I didn't waste anything. Or I personally have a sunflower in my back garden. That is like 15 feet tall with 40 heads on it. True story on the site. You can go see it. But because I compost everything into my own gardens, we don't throw the scraps away. Those are our nutrients, not someone else's. Once you start doing that and feeling that and seeing that, you'll find a lot of the places where people feel and think the same way. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or post it on social media. If you'd like to do a little more for Realistic Sustainability, you can become a monthly sustainer for as little as 99 cents a month on our Anchor site, or you can find out more on greetingyourlife.org backslash podcast. If you don't want to do that, that's okay. Uh, one of the biggest things that you can do to help the show is leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. That really does help way more than you think. Thank you so much again for listening, and See you next week. Hi, this is Mike, co-host of Realistic Sustainability, the podcast, which you probably already know. But I'm also the author of A Beginner's Guide to Greening Your Life. That was the book that led to our Facebook page, our Facebook group, and, well, even this show. It offers tips on promoting your positive footprint while decreasing your carbon footprint. So, if you want to read what started all of this, get A Beginner's Guide to Greening Your Life. Available on Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or just visit greeningyourlife.org for more information. Thank you for joining the sustainable movement and promoting a greener future.